Welcome to the University of Adversity, where the only rules of the class is to hold your head up high and keep moving forward. Because when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And now, here's your host, Lance Isios. This episode is brought to you by Mike Young, the makeover master. If you feel your business image might be costing you money, influence, power, and respect, then head over to makeovermaster.com to discover what their complete brand makeover experience is all about. Go check it out right now because everyone deserves to look their best. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of University of Adversity. I'm your host, Lance Isios. My next guest today is an absolute powerhouse. Clients hire him for his ability to hold them accountable, break through their BS, encourage them to be their best, and to achieve higher levels of personal performance and professional performance. Since hitting rock bottom at an early age, he's been able to bounce back stronger than ever and has spoken on different stages across the United States for the last two and a half years. He's interviewed more than 450 inspirational role models, influencers, and leaders, and also hosts a 12-hour live stream marathon podcast called Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. So I'm super excited to have him on today. Chris Burns, welcome to the show, buddy. Thanks for having me, man. So blessed to be here. It's, it's a new year, 2019. Let's get it, baby. Yeah, man, exactly. And I was super excited to get you on here. You got such an awesome story. You've been so successful in what you do um, in your business and with everything. You got such a great attitude. So I really want to highlight your your struggles, man, because so many people listening out there can, can definitely uh, benefit from your story and your inspiration. So take us back, man. Let's, let's go deep. Let's, let's hear about, you know, where this transformation started and, you know, how you became who you are today. Yeah, absolutely, Lance. And again, thanks for having me on the show, man. I'm stoked to go deep. And for anyone who's just connecting with me, I'd love to do a little intro of me. I do this weekly 12-hour live stream, personal development marathon, becoming your greatest possible self. We've done 81 of them, interviewed over 450 leaders, role models, experts, people who are changing the world. It's all to give back to people, to help them be their greatest possible self. And concurrently, I'm running a coaching business, Burn It Up Coaching, helping these leaders and and uh, you know people experience experience that high level of success and performance dialing in their mindset and you know all this success that I have it wasn't always like this man so you mentioned like that rock bottom moment that I really had to bounce back from I'm going to take you even further back before that because I think it's it's important to know you know for me in my journey I was I was the shy introverted scrawny little white kid who felt like I didn't have you know any any value to really give to the world you know, I was, I was playing video games all the time. Um, you know, my parents made me go to church and, you know, I got good grades and I really just did whatever I could to fit in the box so that I wouldn't get in trouble so that I wouldn't, um, you know, like be found out that I was, I was like, I was a, a internally a rebel. I, I wanted to do what I want when I want. I wanted to, to be free. I, I knew I was meant for more, but I didn't know how to, how to language that. And all of that was like an inner knowing that I had. And so I, I really, you know, I, I relate to people who have big dreams and aspirations, but they find themselves falling short. They find themselves self-sabotaging themselves. They find themselves like not knowing what's the missing piece. What's the blind spot? So um, my blind spot was like, I didn't know how to communicate what it was that I wanted, you know, and it's been a real big journey of growth for me, communication in general. And, um, you know, I, my, my best friend had to ask out my very first girlfriend for me, you know, when I was, when I was 16 years old, 17 years old, right. That's when I got my first girlfriend because I, I didn't have the courage to ask her and, and he knew her. And so he had to ask her for me. Um, I, I, I was afraid of being in front of to speak in, in class and in speech class in college and different things like that. I would turn bright red, face would turn bright red. And um, really it was this deep feeling of, I, I don't belong. Nobody understands me. Uh, I, I moved to a new school district in seventh grade. And from that point on, I just felt like I was an outcast. I felt like I was a, a nerd. I always was striving to fit in with the cool people. I want to be cool. I want to be like them. But I never found the, the connection with that. I never, I never got accepted to those circles and I never accepted myself for who I am and owned who I was in the, in the gifts that I had, you know, that was, that was like my journey in, in high school. 
Um, so that's, that's really high school age. I played a lot of sports, you know, high, high performer in a lot of different ways, but in terms of my fulfillment and satisfaction, I was constantly lashing out at the world to, to, to show me who I really am because I was so insecure and afraid. And, you know, my, my dad is six, two, he's like big buff guy. And I was a small shrimpy little kid who didn't feel like I, I had any, um, you know, meaning in the world. Yeah, no, for sure. And, you know, when you're growing up, there's so many of these little, these images that we, we project on ourselves and we want to be, cause you know, we almost kind of grow up doing what our parents want us to do. And we kind of, we we're doing sort of, we're living, they're living their dreams through us a lot of yeah. times. Right. Yeah. So a lot of stuff that they wanted to do. I know for me personally, so many things that you start to do as a kid, you do because your parents want you to, and then you eventually realize, Oh, wait a minute. Like I want to do other things. And, yeah. and yeah, no, definitely. So you're, you know, you're growing up, you're, you're, you're trying to find yourself struggling through. So what was your first, um, what was your first big thing? Like, what did you do after, after college? And where was, where was that, that transition? Yeah. So going through, through high school, you know, I, I, I told you about like trying to fit in the box. So I yeah. went and I got an electrical engineering degree, right? Like I went to school and I'm like, cool, I'm just going to coast through the system, do whatever is expected of me. I'll graduate, get a good job. And you know, I'll max out my pay at like 150 K, you know, 200,000, something like that, whatever, whatever is, is, uh, you know, in the system, in the cards for me, that's, that's what I'm cool with. And six months before I graduated college, I joined a network marketing company and got my mind blown the F open about what is possible for people, for, for, for an individual, the impact, the team building, the happiness, the fulfillment, the travel, the adventure, the money, the luxury, the, you know, just the lifestyle, right? I, I, I grew up in middle class. My parents had like, did not talk about Rolls Royces. They did not talk about Lamborghinis. That was not even a part of the conversation. If it was, they probably was like, it's too far away. It's too out of reach. And the people who have those, you know, we don't really want to be like them because they're probably not good people. Right. And there was this, this block of me and, and wealth and significance and, you know, like where I wanted to be and, and where I was, was, insi was insignificant, was, you know, nobody cared about me. I, I don't even matter. I'm just another cog in the wheel kind of thing. So I joined this network marketing company and started learning about personal development, leading my team to be able to succeed, learning about sales, learning about mindset, studying amazing people, Jim Rohn, Tony Robbins, uh, Les Brown. Those were three of my big ones. And, and the very first personal development book I read was The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. And that book just really got my mindset of, hey, this is a long-term game, you know, and I'm, I'm grateful that was like my very first book because up until that point, my whole priority in life was to skate by. My whole priority in life was go under the radar, have nobody notice me. Like I'm, I just want to like fit in and not make any waves. Cause when I make waves, you know, like I get attacked, you know, like by, by, um, attacked as in, people point me out. People, um, you know, give me a hard time. They give me, uh, it's a pain in the butt and I don't want to deal with it. I was like lazy, right? Like I, I had this like lazy mentality and, um, not, I didn't want to think about things hard. I just wanted everything to be easy and just coast in life. So I found personal development, got that mindset of, Hey, it's about the long term. really started working my butt off. And, uh, it was about a year, I think it was a year after I joined my network marketing company that I hit my first rock bottom moment. And, um, I was, I was going through college and partying and drinking. I was trying to be the, the coolest person in the, in the, you know, room, so to speak by, by drinking and by, um, just like getting intoxicated, trying to prove that I'm Superman, right? Like I'm out to prove that I'm Superman and the whole, whole time deep down inside, I'm so insecure. I'm so afraid that someone's going to call me out. I'm so afraid that, you know, I'm going to get punched or something and I'm not going to be able to handle it. Someone's going to take me out one, one punch knockout, right? Like that's what I'm afraid of deep down inside. And, uh, so I, I go to a rave of four years of raving, drinking, trying to, trying to be cool. And I hit my rock bottom moment. Um, I'm at a rave. I uh, just get in, I'm intoxicated and I end up, um, let's just say I'm, I end up in a really dark scary place. And, um, I go to jail and luckily the, the charges were dropped. The case was dismissed. Um, it was because of ecstasy. I sold ecstasy to an undercover cop. I wasn't like a drug dealer or anything. Um, it's just like it happened, you know, and, and I'm just like, okay, now, now I'm here. What the hell am I going to do? You know? And I'm, I'm just like 
thinking out all these worst case scenarios and, and you know, like what is going to happen to my life? Did I just totally screw up the rest of my life? And it's in those moments, I believe, where we hit that rock bottom, where we feel so much pain, where we feel like we just made the biggest mistake in the world that we get the contrast and we get to, to zoom out. We get to ask, what was it really all for? You know, like those, right. those cheap thrills, the quick, quick highs, the, you know, those, those temporary immediate gratifications. What was it all for? Is it worth it? Is this worth it? Is it worth it to have a, something on my record for the rest of my life? Luckily, nothing ever was. Like I, I, I got away with like a slap on the wrist kind of thing. Um, but like that was my wake-up call. And especially having to talk to my family and my parents, like having to call them and tell them, hey, like I'm in jail. Like I, I'm scared, you know, and here's what I did. And like to have to go through that process of like breaking their hearts because they put so much time and love and energy into, into me and making sure I'm a good son, a good human being. That that's all they cared about. That's all they wanted out of me. And like I got into this rebellious phase saying, screw you parents, screw you world. I don't need you. I'm going to do this on my own. And it became my downfall because I thought I was better than everyone and everything and, and the law and all these kinds of things. And I, I just like totally got smacked by, by life saying, wake up. If you keep doing this, you will be here for the rest of your life. If you keep acting and behaving and having the attitude that you're, you've had up to this point, this is going to be your new home. And I said, screw that. There's no way in hell I'll ever make this my home. This is not who I am. This is not where I belong. And that's another thing I really teach our, our clients at Burn Up Coaching is you have to have a strong repulsion to that which you don't want in your life. If you don't, you'll just be sitting on the fence. You'll just be a middle of the road or you'll just be someone who's floating along, you know, waiting for life to happen to you. You have to attack that which doesn't serve you and kick it out of your life and, and repulse it, remove it so that you can attract and open up to the success, to the fulfillment, to the joy, to the love, and that which really makes the biggest difference. So that's, I really made that decision that I would never wind up in that place again. And that I would set out on a quest to master myself, to become a good human being, to be a force of good in the world so that I can, I, I wanted to be Mr. Popular, right? I still had that desire of being significant and important. Tony Robbins talks about the six human needs. Know what is important to you. Know what your values are, your drivers are. When you have that self-awareness, you can fuel your life with that. And I finally became okay with that. Hey, I like being in the spotlight. I like being important. I like be the person, being the person who delivers the value and the services and the coaching that changes people's lives, transforms them forever. When they have that aha, when they see the, the path, when they see their purpose, that fulfills me. It gets me so going because I know I helped in that. I co-created that with them. So I made that decision and I went out and um, really started learning more about myself, joined Toastmasters, um, hired my first coach, started exploring the world of entrepreneurship and creating my own business, lots of other stuff. But um, you know, that, that's really where it all turned around for me. Yeah, that's, you know, there's so many of us listening out there who went through those kind of times when you're a teenager, that transition where you kind of blow your opportunity. You know, for me, it was in hockey. Then I went on a down, downhill spiral, drinking, doing all these things. And you know what? Some people aren't as fortunate enough to get out of that. Yeah. You know, I've, I've seen people, you know, overdose, you know, people I know closely who are very successful and then they made one stupid mistake and that was it. Their life's over. Yeah. and it's so crazy because we've all been in that situation, you know, where you're, you're suffering and you're, you're self-destructing. And at the time it seems like you can't go anywhere, but like, you know, rock bottom and you feel like your life is over and hearing you tell that, you know, just reminds me of that feeling because you really feel alone. You feel like you've let the world down. You feel like there's, you're, you're screwed pretty much. And it's that, you have to face that sometimes. I don't want people to have to face that. I hope people listening, like the reason we have these podcasts is so that people hear stories and go, wait a minute, I don't have to hit rock bottom to get there. But sometimes it has to. And the only way you're going to have that shift is if you feel that pain. And sometimes you need to take yourself back to that feeling to remember it. And I, I really like how you went there. Also, I wanted to talk about what you were saying about how you have to hate like I think Ed Milet talks about that. Talks about you really have to hate that, repulsed by that thing that you don't want. Otherwise, you'll just tinker with it, right? Yeah. And I, I love that because if it's sort of if if it doesn't feel 
if you don't hate it, if it doesn't bother you that much, you'll sort of deal with it and you'll kind of cruise through life with it. And I, I love that, how you have to be repulsed by it. So how do you get people to realize like, because there's certain things people want to change, but how do you get people on the level of, of identifying something so that it is repulsive? Like what's your strategies for that? Yeah, great question. I, I love the word you use there, identify, close to the, the key word that people have to really step into and start to master, which is identity. When people's identity shifts about what they will and won't tolerate, what is a non-negotiable in their life, when their identity at a f- fundamental level shifts so that they step into who I am is someone who doesn't tolerate surrounding myself with drug users. Who I am is someone who doesn't tolerate poverty. Who I am is someone who doesn't tolerate laziness. When people step into that, and they, on the contrary, who I am is someone who is a champion for productivity. Who I am is a champion for high performance, a champion for you know, women having a voice, battered women having a voice, right? Who I am is a champion for, let's say, sl- sex slavery, you know, people getting free from sex slavery because that is not okay, right? When people have that champion mindset, you are a champion for it, you stand for it, and anything that gets in the way of that or the opposite of it, which exists in this world, the, the evil, the negativity, the, you know, the thing that is toxic and that is, is not morally good and ethical and in integrity and, and love-based, you stand for something and you stand against something else. So really, it's to get clear on that. You know? And I've found that the, the best way to do that is to look at my life and look at moments where I'm super fulfilled and happy and passionate and excited. Look back, take, a, take an inventory, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen. If you're listening right now, do this, do this exercise or write it down on your to-do list, schedule time to do it, but grab a piece of paper and write down the times where you were most passionate and fulfilled, right? For me, I look back on my life. I said I was most passionate and fulfilled riding dirt bikes. I had a, a blast with that, like adrenaline rush, you know, being on the edge, I had fun playing hockey. You know, I was, I was um, in, in a team environment. I loved video games where the, the potential for growth and, you know, creation of my character was infinite or practically infinite. So that's, those are the things that made me passionate. So that's where I started learning. Well, I love growth. I love, you know, the, the joy of feeling free and, you know, riding a dirt bike and sailing through the air, going extremely fast. That was, that was really fulfilling for me. So take a piece of paper and write, you know, line down the middle on one side, write the things that you love. And then on the other side, it's right the things that you are against, the things that you can't stand, the things that you hate, the things that bring rage to you. What are those things? What are the times that you've been most enraged? What are the things that are going on in the world right now that you can't stand? And you look to that, you sit with it, you get clear on it, you focus on it so that you can source your fuel. Because if you don't know what fuels you, if you don't know what gets you, the reason why, the why, you get out of bed in the morning, then you are like just floating along or you're tapping into a fraction of your potential. But when people are really tapped into what drives them, what motivates them, the causes that they're championing, then they will be so much more of a powerhouse and create more results and be unwilling to stop when they're uncomfortable, be unwilling to stop when they're tired, be unwilling to stop when everyone else quits because they're super tapped into that, that fuel, what fuels them. So first figure out what you're really passionate about and when those times were in your life that were fulfilling, boil it down, find out what's the common denominator. Why were those moments so important to you? And to help you identify that, it's also to look at the other side of when was I most enraged, pissed off, you know, like furious at the, at the world that I wasn't that I wasn't, you know, th- that this is going on. This, there's this travesty going on and nothing's being done about it or it's still going on. Even though people are doing st- stuff about it, nothing is really being accomplished. If this is still going on, I can't sleep at night. If this is still going on, I can't, you know, rest soundly, peacefully at night. So I'd say that that's the biggest thing to understand who are you, what's your identity and how do you keep fueling and fulfilling that so you step into your, in your power. Everybody listening out there, if you got to do something right now, I would suggest putting that into practice. Go back a few seconds and listen to that because that is gold. You can implement that into your life. Like I'm going to do that as well. That's solid information to work on the tactics of what's going to actually project you forward. So, man, I appreciate you sharing that. There's a couple things I want to touch on what you said that I didn't want to forget. So can you explain... See, I'm like you and a lot of people come from you know poor middle class 
we're kind of developed to be, we don't know, we, we assume that people that are rich and successful are, are bad people. Oh, that guy's got that because he must be, uh, he, it's because they're, they're rich or they must be screwing somebody over or I don't know. I, that's what the, 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 the condition that I grew up with. It was like money was such a, you had to do this way or that way. It was kind of like an evil feeling, mm-hmm. right? And now I've identified, like you said, so either scarcity mindset or poverty mindset or abundance mindset. Yep. Or the other word you use there. What was the other word you use there? The prosperity. The prosperity. So this is so important for people to understand that your thoughts create things and your thoughts create what you have in your life. You know, so can you just talk a little bit more on the shift that people can maybe use to create more of an abundance mindset over a scarcity or poverty mindset that has really helped you? Because I know within me, just thinking about my thoughts and being conscious, it's, it's shifted so many things and how I speak to myself, the conversations I have with myself, right? Can you maybe touch on that a little bit for everyone listening? Yeah, absolutely. So the, what you said is awareness, you know, the very first step to progress is awareness. So I think a lot of people are unconscious to the beliefs that are running their reality. Our subconscious mind is constantly processing our world and and interpreting the information and giving it meaning and causing us to react or act or causing chemical things, reactions to go on in our body, biochemistry, all kinds of crazy stuff like that. And specifically, you get to become aware of what is running your reality. Now, a lot of people are installed with programs and quote unquote mental software by education, by their parents, by the media, by their upbringing, right? So first off, it's probably been going on for a couple decades. And to think that you can just transform it overnight, it's probably going to take a little bit more work than that, right? So your, your first step is awareness. And then you're, you have to go through the work, the, the labor of changing those patterns, changing those, those mental patterns. Because I like to think of it like this, another analogy, then we'll talk about how. Um, Imagine every time you think a thought, you have one strand, one strand of, of wire or, or yarn or string or whatever. And every time you think it, it adds on another strand. It adds on another wire. And so if you think something a hundred times, you have a, a bundle of a hundred wires. If you think it thousands and thousands of times, which most people have heard these thoughts and thought these thoughts and, and um, these, these ideas, you know, those, those, it creates a, a freaking ridiculous thick cable that is practically unbreakable unless you start creating a different pattern, right? You have to, you have to create a, a new pattern. Tell your brain, hey, I don't want to use that highway. There was, there was a highway there, a cable highway of connections, of thought patterns, of scarcity, of, abund- or of a lack, of poverty. Now I have to create a new highway because that one is totally not serving me. So you get to start building it one at a time. And that's where, where the practice of daily affirmations and journaling and different things like that come in. Um, but that's all, okay, well, once you are clear on what to do, then you can do those things. But you first have to get clear on what is the cable that's currently running your life, the, 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 the thought pattern highway that is currently running your, wife, your life. The fastest way I found to do that is to grab another piece of paper and a pen. Again, these are the basics. I love the basics. Everybody got to do this right now. Yes. Yes. Learn to love the basics because when you do, you will stop trying to um, look for the microwave instant gratification mentality. And so uh, a lot, I know a lot of listeners are going to be, you know, millennials and different things like that. We have been programmed for that instant, instant gratification and microwave mentality. That is our biggest adversity, our biggest obstacle in this, in this lifetime, I believe. Okay. So grab a paper, grab a pen, and say, what are the negative beliefs I have about money? Or you can even just say, when I think about money, what do I feel? Okay. And you're going to write that. And then you just let your brain write. Okay. You don't judge. You don't filter. You just, everything that comes to your mind. The most successful people are most tapped into their intuition and what comes to the surface of their mind at any given moment. This automatic like automatic responses, you know, typically the first response to intuition is the right one, right? The intuitive hit is the right one. And then people go back and they second guess themselves and they judge themselves and they criticize themselves. And that's when it starts the downward spiral. So you'll probably have lots of really great ideas, but then as soon as the idea hits, the, the pattern, that thick 
highway of poverty, of I can't do that, of doubt, of scarcity will just like totally rear its ugly head, right? And not only that initially off the bat, but even when you get super, super deep into reprogramming your thoughts, like those negative thoughts are so insidious, are so like deep in there. Sometimes you can't even see it. Like you'll, you'll think you've overcome a limiting belief and then it'll like pop up out of nowhere or it's been running the show the whole time. It's crazy. It's so nuts how our brains work and our minds work. So first off, it's really get clear on what are the, the beliefs about money. Write down what are my beliefs about money. What do I believe to be true about money? What are my limiting beliefs about money? However you want to phrase it, whatever lines, lines up with you. But then just start writing. And you're probably, you should, unless you've done this exercise a billion times, and even then you could still, you know, do it again and and create more, but you should be able to fill up a page or two pages or three pages of these negative thoughts, like really sit with it, have the patience to see what bubbles up to the surface. Like you are the only you that you're going to be with for the rest of your life. So you owe it to yourself to get clear on what's running the software in your mind, what's running the program. Because if you don't, then it's going to keep sabotaging you. It's going to keep stopping you from succeeding. So sit down and do the damn work. That's all I got to say. So do that and get it, get it onto paper. And then you become clear about what has been stopping you. Now, the simplest way, there's lots of different ways to, to start to reprogram yourself, but the simplest way is to cross out the old limiting belief, okay? Get clear on it, write them all down on a piece of paper, cross it out, write the opposite on the side next to it, right next to it, write the opposite. So for example, um, money doesn't grow on trees, right? Cross that out, right next to it, right? I am a money magnet or money is abundant and everywhere and I have more than enough. I have more than I need, right? When you, when you use affirmations, use I am, I am blank. Short, concise statements is usually best. So money doesn't grow on trees. Cross it out. I am massively abundant, okay? The next one, um, you know, money is hard to come by. Cross that out and say, um, you know, people love paying me money. I, I love receiving money from my clients, right? And then write that. And then after you write the positive affirmation, say it out loud. Okay, say it out loud, say it with conviction, feel yourself line up with it. Not just, okay, money grows on trees, cross it out. Okay, I have more than enough money. No, cross it out. I have more than enough money. I have more than enough money. And just like freaking own it because so many people are afraid to amplify their energy, to be big, to be bold, to be like outrageously powerful right? People are afraid of power and you have so much power within you and it's up to you to activate it. And it's also up to you to put it to good use, to to good moral, ethical use. There's going to be times where you fall short. There's going to be times where you drop the ball. There's going to be times where you let yourself and other people down. That's okay. It's called life. You're going to screw up. You're going to fail. You're going to learn. So I'd say the biggest thing is to learn to embrace that you are so freaking powerful and you get to do this exercise and own who you are actually becoming, who you're being and becoming. You're being whatever you write down and declare. You're becoming more of that. If you feel like there's, there's this inside part of you that's like, I'm, I'm lying. That's not true. It's not true that money is around me everywhere. It's not true that I'm receiving you know, $10,000 this month because of my business. It's not true that I'm earning six figures this year. It's not true that I'm earning a million dollars or whatever, right? Good. Let your mind say that, but don't pay attention to it. That's the old programming. That's the old pathway. It's the old highway. If you try to fight it, it will continue to exist versus if you simply focus on being aligned with where you do want to go, what you do want to feel, which is the abundance, which is the prosperity, you will attract more of that into your life. Wow, man, that is powerful. I got, wow, man, if there's so many golden nuggets in there, man, like what I, for me personally, I can only speak for myself. Everybody says, get clear, get clear in your goals, get clear. But now you saying it again, and I'm hearing it. I almost know for myself, maybe I need to get clear. And I think any of you guys listening out there, maybe you need to get clear with yourself. Maybe you need to get clear with like, you know, instead of, you know, avoiding it, if you feel like it's silly or you feel like you shouldn't do it, maybe you're the ones that should be doing it, including myself. And that's just like, you painted the perfect picture and just being able to explain it like that, the way you said it was just very clear. And, um, I also like how you're talking about, well, this is actually what I want to talk about next is having, you know, your, your daily actions that you do actually line up with your values. Cause I feel sometimes we can have all these big things and goals and values, but 
what we're actually doing on the daily maybe doesn't feel as aligned and maybe that's why the success hasn't come. Yeah. Do you, how important do you think that you know, actually aligning your daily actions with your vision is important? Oh my God. It's, it's everything, you know, it's, it's everything getting clear on the year goals. That's what we teach our clients. It's to get clear on where you want to be in 12 months, right? Where, where is that? Get crystal clear. What's your dream day? Like design your dream life, your dream day. If this next year went exactly the way you wanted it to, where would you be? And we can dive into that. It's a whole nother aspect, but really it's all about the emotion, get emotionally connected first, and then figure out what are the logical steps for that. Once you have the logical steps, I want to be earning, let's say $500,000 in a year from now, or I want to be in the relationship of my dream. I want to be living in the house of my dream. I want to be traveling the world. I want to speak on, you know, 10 stages over the next course, course of the year, whatever that is, right? So you can set that as your target and you have to break it down into bite-sized steps. And I like to focus on um, six-month goals, three-month goals, one-month and one-week goals. And of course, one day. You got to figure out what you're going to do today to be able to hit that. Um, but you figure out what's your end destination. Okay, if I'm going to hit 500K by one year from now, where do I have to be in six months? Well, I probably have to be like 150, 200, 250. Or if I'm going to be in the relationship of my dreams, one year from now. In six months, I probably have to be going on dates. I have to be like actually having, you know, amazing dates, amazing conversations. Great. If I'm going to be on amazing dates and amazing conversations six months from now, what do I have to be? Where do I have to be in three months? Well, I probably have to be confident in myself. I have to, um, you know, be prepared about who I am, what I stand for, how I want to show up in the relationship of my dreams. I, I, in three months, I got to be clear on the woman or man that I'm committed to attracting into my life. Okay. So same thing for three months from now for the business. If you want to earn 500K, your target in six months is 150, 200K. And then in three months, let's say it's to get five new clients. You're like, no matter what, you got to get five new clients or, you know, 10 new clients or whatever that is for you. And then one month, you break it down even more. One week, you break it down even more. So you got to get down to specific actions, specific goals, specific milestones, and then also specific actions. So specific actions would be if you want to, um, let's say, go, go uh, you know, have these conversations, you have to send out five messages a day on uh, a dating app or a dating application, a dating website. If you want to be going on these dates, you have to be sending out five messages a day, connecting with five new men or women. Same thing with getting new clients. If you want five new clients in three months, you have to be having, let's say, five strategy sessions or five sales calls every single week, right? That's your, that's your measure of success. There's a lot of depth and details that we can go into that, but I'd say just understanding that there's a process like that and to go through it and to journal about it and to get clear on that and then put it up on your wall so that you see it every day. You get clear on what are your milestones, where, what are your goals, where are you supposed to be? I would say that that's the biggest thing regarding clarity about taking action on a daily basis. Now, on the other side, I would also say for people who don't feel like they're clear, um, get excited about being clear, okay? Because a lot of people feel like, I don't have clarity. I don't know what to do next. I'm overwhelmed, stressed out. I don't know what my plan is. What can you get excited about? What can you be grateful for? Gratitude is a huge thing that I use to really get outside of my, um, like feeling low, feeling like I was stuck, lost, overwhelmed, you know, like I didn't matter and I threw my life away. That's how I felt. You know, when I hit that rock bottom, I was like, man, I feel like I'm throwing my life away. Um, so I really had to be grateful for a lot of the things that I had and, and who I was at the time. So I had to practice gratitude. I had to really step into acknowledging myself for the growth that I've done and get excited about the potential about the future. What's coming in the future? What are you excited about? Can you get amped up about that now? Can you get amped up that you're going to be in the relationship of your dreams one year from now? And on a daily basis, get excited about it again. You have to supercharge yourself again, whether that's through affirmations, visualization, meditation, um, you know, jumping up and down, role playing, different things like that. Whatever that is for you, you have to reignite the vision until you become that person who is living the vision. Because the only reason why you are not achieving that is because there's beliefs and you're out beliefs in the way and you're out of alignment. So you're not in alignment with receiving that $500,000 because you're not taking actions because you don't believe that you deserve it. You're not in alignment with receiving that man or woman of your dreams because you're not going on dates. You feel like because you feel like overweight because you are lacking confidence because you feel like you're not you're not worthy enough you're not deserving whatever right you're out of alignment so you have to get yourself into alignment of that greatest possible self and that's what we focus on is like 
telling our clients, teaching our clients to step into that. And that's what the power of a coach is, man. When I, when I hired my first coach, I was like, dude, I don't know what the heck I don't know. You know, I don't know what I don't know. And I need someone to show me what I don't know. I need someone to teach me, Chris, you have this blind spot. You have this block. You have this stopping you from being able to get into alignment with your desired results. Okay. And it takes a week after week after week mentality, a long haul mentality, a, a, you know, I'm loyal to the process. I'm loyal to my goals. I'm loyal to my vision and my dreams. Going back to the microwave mentality, you can't expect it to come overnight. You, you can, you can want it. You can appreciate if that happens and you can't like beat yourself up. You can't be like, wake up tomorrow and be like, damn it. I don't have it. This is BS. I'm done. I'm out. I'm out of the game. This is not even fair, right? Like that's not realistic. Get, get excited to be in the journey. Get excited to be in here in this present moment where you're getting clarity, where you're figuring out your dreams or your goals, whether you're 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, doesn't matter what age you are. It's get excited about the the process, get excited about where you're at right now. So you can really show up in life fully and not judge yourself and not compare yourself to someone else's, you know, they're, they're at the end of their journey, so to speak. They're, they've been on the journey for 20, 30, 40 more years than you. You're, they're an expert. They're traveling the world and making millions of dollars. And you're like, dude, I'm like nowhere close to that. That is going to be your biggest defeat. That is going to be the biggest thing that crushes your soul. So really just open yourself up to loving this moment. Yeah. I, um, loving the journey and, and embracing yeah. the growth is so important. And so many people get caught up in that goal. And that's the thing with goals. If they don't, if people don't do it properly, it almost becomes a negative because you beat yourself up. If you don't hit, you almost got to forget and understand that it's those little wins along the way that you really need to celebrate and that it might take you a different direction, but that's okay. That's all right. It's not always, I mean, how many times has somebody actually had the exact plan and path and got there without other things happening. It's not, it's not realistic. And you need to love that. You need to go, well, Hey, look, I'm planned. I got a plan, but you know, things, things come differently. Things hit me, you know, I got to roll with the punches. So, so the adversity, it's the adversity, man. Life is going to throw adversity at you. So, you know, like Lance, you're, you're empowering everyone who's listening right now to be ready for the adversity. Welcome the adversity, welcome the challenge, welcome, you know, even the pain and the, and the difficulty because that's growth. That is like, that is fertilizer for your freaking growth. And that's, that's something I've really sought out more getting in cold showers, doing, you know, whatever it takes, as long as it takes, like getting uncomfortable. Cause that's, I'm strengthening and hardening, hardening myself to be able to handle whatever life throws at me. Yeah. I, I love that, man. And it's exactly got to change your state. Like our, our, our friend, Tony Robbins, yep. if you're feeling out of it, figure out how to get out of it. If it means cold shower, Go run around the block, smash some water, do something because we all know when we're feeling like shit and we all know when you're probably not in the best state to talk to people or close a deal or do whatever it is, figure out a way to get in a better state. And it's so, so important because you'll learn more in a higher state as well when you're feeling good, vibrating high. I, I really love that, how you talk about the microwave mentality because that is such a that's such an awesome way to project the instant gratification. And so many people are looking for that in business and entrepreneurs, including myself. That's how I started. I wanted this, like you see, you hear people having success. And if you don't have that right away, you feel like almost like a failure and you've got to sign up for the long journey because yeah. you'll be more value down the road. You know, like it's, you got to be in for the long haul. And if you're looking for that quick heat up of the microwave, it's just, it's how good is the food after a microwave? It's, it's just dis- it's just disappointment, you know. Yeah. I think that's that's like people feel such disappointment that it doesn't turn out how they thought it would, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm gonna go and join this new company, and you know, I'm gonna be making six figures in six months. And when they don't, they're so disappointed and hard on themselves and self-critical. And if they would have in- instead focused on, I'm here, and my my goal, my full intention, my full desire and dream and ambition is to be earning six figures in six months. And if it doesn't happen, great. I'm, I'm here for the journey. I'm here for the long haul. I'm here to learn. I'm here to grow. I'm here to become the person who deserves to attract the six figures into his life or her life. So it's like really being 
loving the journey, being, being someone who loves the journey, who loves every single part of it and, and doesn't disappoint yourself. Don't be hard on yourself. Like appreciate the, the struggle, appreciate, you know, living on a mom and dad's couch, appreciate, you know, like, like eating top ramen, appreciate those things because you will have such an amazing story to share other with other people too. That's something, you know, I, I, I looked at my difficult moments, um, especially in the last probably like three years or so when I had difficult moments, I'm like, man, this is tough, but I'm really going to have an amazing, powerful story that's going to relate to people. It's going to rock their freaking world when they know what I have been through, when they know this is what some people have to go through to get to success. So know that you're not alone. Know that you're not going to suffer alone. There's people out there who have suffered even worse than you. That's something else that motivates me. There's people out there in third world countries who have nothing, who have nothing compared to us. And we're over here complaining. We're over here like, oh my gosh, it's too hard. Success is too hard. This journey's taking too long. People would kill, like literally kill for our situations and circumstances. If you have technology, if you have the ability to access internet, if you, you know, have good food, clean water, people would kill for that stuff. So yeah. I always, you know, use that to kind of reframe and, and look at life a little differently. Yeah. And I, I go just like what you're saying about people say, well, I, I can't, I don't know that many things to be grateful for. If you can't think of it, I mean, at least 10 things, I mean, you need to, you need to look out your front door <laughs> and figure it out because there's people that would literally switch places with you in a second. And yeah. it's, it's so true. Now, uh, we have a little bit of time left, but I just wanted to go into, I wanted to tell us about your podcast because it's, it's very unique. It's powerful. I've experienced it firsthand. It's awesome. Maybe just give everybody a little bit of a taste, a sneak peek of like what it is you do and how, how that podcast works. Yeah. Yeah. So it's every week we stream on Facebook live for 12 hours straight and we interview up to nine leaders, role models, experts. We have um, games that people can participate in to win books. We have um, coaching hours during the day where people are able to call in or go through like processes, coaching processes of gratitude, goal setting, uh, breathing exercises, different things like that. So it's really a it's like a seminar, you know, in a, in a, in a can for people who want to grow, who want to, to become more, who want to become their greatest possible self. They want to connect with these speakers who are, who are there to connect with them and have conversations with them on, on Facebook, different things like that. Um, you know, it's really just giving people the resources and the connections to be able to achieve anything that they desire. We interview all walks of life, actors, actresses, musicians, business owners, coaches, um, you know, health practitioners, Olympic athletes, different, all kinds of different things, you know, people who are, who are becoming their best self to be able to inspire people. Because I know that I felt alone. I felt like I, I, I wasn't connected to people. Like I felt like I was misunderstood. So when I was able to really get a heavy dose of, like what other people have gone through with other podcasts, like Lewis Howe, School of Greatness inspired me, Entrepreneur on Fire with John Lee Dumas inspired the heck out of me. There's a bunch of them, you know, like so many inspiring conversations. And I just said, you know what? I'm going to do that. I'm not going to wait for the conversation to fall into my lap. I'm not going to keep going to, to all these, you know, podcasts. They're great. Like I love consuming podcasts and great content and uplifting and stuff. And I want to be a generator. I want to, I want to switch from being a, um, someone who's just like consuming and kind of like leeching. Not that it's bad. You know, when you're first starting off in your journey, you gotta, you gotta get your source of inspiration and knowingness that some, that you're meant for more, that something better is possible. And as time goes on, you're like, you know, what? I've learned enough. I can share some of this stuff that I've learned. I can facilitate a conversation. Yeah, I'm going to stink at it. Yeah, I'm going to mess up. Yeah, I'm going to, you know, bump my knees and, and just not be perfect and get started, right? I've been doing it for almost two years now, interviewed 450 people. Like I got to access 450 plus people's wisdom and their life experience and their expertise. And I also have a network of people, anything that I want to accomplish, I can tap into them. For any goal I have, if I need funding, I can talk to the people who I, who I know are wealthy or who had connections to, to investors or different things like that. If I need a website built, I talk to a ton of you know, graphic designers and website designers who came on the show. Like If there's anything I need to do or want to do, if I want to get into the best health of my life, I had tons of health professionals come on. So I have access to all those experts. And I believe that that's one of the most strategically advantageous 
positions to get yourself into is to be someone who's a connector. If you're just starting out in your journey, be someone who's out there connecting people. Find someone who has a need. Maybe they're, they're even a little bit above you. They're outside of your, your sphere of influence, so to speak. Find out what they need. Maybe they want to sell book. Maybe they want to sit there. Maybe they want to find a strategic partner who can help them get to their next level in their business. Find out what they need and then go find that person and connect them and be someone who does that again and again and again. And hey, you might even be able to, to get cut in on the deals. You might get percentages of, of deals that you form, you know, thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, even dollars of deals because you were the connector because you took someone who had a need and you connected them with someone who could fill that need. So that's really what I love doing is I am creating this platform created it and I love running it and I get to put people out there who are filling needs and I have an audience of people who have needs. So, Hey, connect with this person. I'm not claiming that I have the answer to every problem and every, you know, challenge in the book. That's definitely not me. I'm still owning who I am, Chris Burns. I help people with high performance. I help people with breakthroughs. I help people with their mindset to get into their courage and confidence. I also help people start and grow their online shows, right? So that's, that's my wheelhouse. I'm not pretending I'm a, I'm a virtual assistant trying to do other people's work for them. I'm not pretending I'm this master Picasso artist who can paint you know, a big old mural for hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's not me. But you can connect with one of those people on my show. Go find them, you know? So that's really that's the whole mindset about it, and I, I love doing it, man. Yeah, I hear you. And we have such a beautiful time right now where we can connect with people and have these conversations and generally just help people. And there's so many ways now to connect and you can use social media in such a powerful, profound way to make so many changes because I'm like you, I needed a podcast. Podcast really helped me. And I, I, um, I love Joe Rogan for one certain aspect. That's what got me interested, but I love Tim Ferriss. I yeah. kind of consume different ones for different reasons. And right. the old me would have said, no, I, I don't have what it takes to create a podcast. But I said, you know what? Screw that, man. I'm doing it. And I don't care. Like, I'm not going to try and be like everybody else's, just like anything else. You got to create your own lane and be own what you have and bring what you have to the table, find the need. And yeah, I love it, man. So, And, and one thing to add to that is people yeah. won't, won't remember you for your screw ups. So if you start a podcast and you botch the beginning, you have crappy artwork, you suck. And then a year later, you're like, okay, I learned some lessons and that really wasn't the direction I wanted to go. But I I really figured out what I loved about those conversations. I want to do more of that. So I'm creating a new show that spoke focused specifically on that. The messaging is more clear and precise and, you know, targeted and boom, here's the new, new one. And you've learned all the lessons. So it's all about iteration and evolving. And I think it's really important to go out there and fail faster, right? Fail bigger, fail faster, and just go take massive action. Even if you don't know how, go figure out how say yes, sign up and go figure out how later. When I joined Toastmasters, I said, yes, I want to, I want to be the secretary. And then I became the vice president of education. Then I became the president. I said, yes, I had no idea how, but I was surrounded by people who wanted to teach me, who wanted to pass on their wisdom and their education. People love sharing their wisdom and their expertise. Go ask them, go ask for, for a conversation, go ask them how to do something that they already know how to do or ask them for their time or ask if you can join their program, sign up for coaching, you know, figure out what, what they're doing so that you can accelerate your, your results in your life. Awesome, man. Super powerful. Let's, uh, let's plug you here, man. Where can everybody find you? Let's, uh, make sure everybody, I want everybody to check you out because you got so much value to give, man. Where, where's the best place to find you? Thank you, man. So the best place is on Facebook. I do the 12 hour marathons there on my personal profile. So facebook.com forward slash TH3 burns like the burns, but TH3 burns. And you can find my website, beergps.com, where we host the uh, podcast interviews as well. Or you can check out our coaching website, burnitupcoaching.com. So beergps.com for the podcast or burnitupcoaching.com for the um, coaching side of things. And you can find Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self on iTunes or a lot of different uh, podcast platforms as well. Make sure you check him out, guys. He's I've worked with him personally. He's amazing. He fires me up every time we chat. Um, if you're like me, you need that daily inspiration. He's he'll give it to you. So make sure you check him out. He's he's got a lot of value. So one more thing before we go, I just want to ask you, out of all the things that you've learned, all the things that you teach, what's the one fundamental? What's the one thing that you people can use to overcome adversity to go on to become the greatest version of themselves? Hmm. So when you are in the shit, when you're in that dark, 
dark place, the one thing that I found how to get out of that is to find someone who can listen to you. When you can share that, someone who, who sees your greatness, who holds you in high esteem. If you don't have a, like a coach or you know, professional associate or you know, someone who you really look up to, then share with your, your best friend. You know, share it with someone who's not going to judge you. Share with someone who creates a safe space. Um, but to overcome adversity, it's to really stop trying to carry the burden alone. You know, stop trying to do it all on your own. Stop feeling so weighted down by the, the, the fear. There's so much fear. Adversity brings so much fear. It brings so much insecurity. It brings so much, you know, to the surface of unworthiness and undeserving. And it's really just a circumstance. It's really just something that happened. And everything else is the meaning that you give it. And when you externalize all this meaning making that you're doing, you're like in your head, you're like, oh my gosh, it means that I'm I'm never going to be able to get a a, a date again. It means that I'm never going to get the job again. It means that I'm I'm screwed for the rest of my life or I'm going to be broke and, and lonely and homeless for the rest of my life. That's all meaning that your mind is making up. And when you say all these things that you're fearing and thinking, you put it out into reality and you start to actually hear how foolish it sounds how ridiculous some of the things are that you say to yourself and that you believe in yourself. Like, like the, it's like, how could you actually think that when you say it to someone, your best friend, someone who holds you in high esteem, they're like, how could you even say that? Like, are you, are you joking me? You, th- you think you're going to be homeless? You think you're gonna live on the side of the street? You think you're never going to get another date again? You're ridiculous. You know, like you're amazing people. You're a catch. You're brilliant. You'll figure it out. You're, you've been in tougher situations than this. So I would say it's really don't, Try to isolate yourself. Don't, don't isolate yourself. Get connected with someone who really sees who you are, sees the greatness. Share with them what you're dealing with, what you're struggling with without judging yourself. Just say, hey, I'm, I'm really stuck with this and I want to share it. I want to get it off my chest. I don't want it to be in my space anymore. And then have them be that, that sounding board for you, that mirror who can remind you about how amazing you are and keep turn, tuning into uh, University of Adversity because that'll power your ass up. <laughs> Man, that's absolute gold. I'm personally going to go back and listen through all this because you had so much good stuff there. And all this, all the places to find you will be in the show notes. It's been an absolute pleasure. Make sure you guys check out Chris Burns. He's got so much stuff. He's just going to keep growing and growing and helping so many people. So make sure you check him out. It's been an absolute pleasure, man. I really, you know, it's been a great chat and I thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, Lance. I appreciate you, brother. I love you, man. Love what you're doing. Love what you're creating in the world. Your heart shines through in everything that you do, how much you care about really empowering people because you know what that adversity feels like being alone, being those dark moments and you're doing such, such important work for the world, man. I really acknowledge you. Thanks, man. Really, really appreciate that. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you got some value from that. Without you guys, this is impossible. So I really, really appreciate it. If you enjoyed the episode and got value from it, go ahead and rate it, review it, hit that subscribe button. We want to get this to as many people as possible. We want this thing to grow. So go ahead, rate, review, subscribe. And I can't wait for the next episode. Thank you so much. You just finished another class at the University of Adversity. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and tune in again next time for more life lessons with Lance ECOs.